good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Couldn't cut any cut again. Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Buju relatives, this is Ogamaganuakwe standing in for Wakanjahade. Robert Pilot tonight is a little busy with Ho-Chunk business, uh, but he was kind enough to do uh, an interview uh, that we'll be having in the second segment here uh, with an LADC at a uh, treatment facility, Nivon Wellness, uh, here in the Twin Cities. So we're really excited to uh, speak with... uh, him later on in the show here, um, but we are back and it is Monday and we have uh, Zoe Allen joining us and Zoe is uh, new to Native Roots Radio and has been uh, kind of working into some roles to uh, help us out here. Um, later on the program too, we're going to have uh, an update from the Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan of the White Earth Nation. We did air it on Friday and we're going to air it again uh, for those of you who may have missed it on Friday afternoon. She's got a really great legislation update on uh, some plans that are happening in the Minnesota legislature and, uh, you know, just to touch base with everybody. But without further ado, I am going to give a little bit of news because we have a busy week coming up uh, here in Indian country. So this is Ogamakanuakwe with some news for you here on Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. Tomorrow is the National Day of Action and Remembrance for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Relatives. So for those of you who are in the Twin Cities, make sure to go over to East Phillips Park in the Twin Cities for the MMIWR 2023 Missing and Murdered Indigenous Relatives March. The uh, event will start at 11 a.m. and run until about 2 p.m. The march itself leaves from East Phillips Park at noon. Everyone is welcome. There will be an ASL interpreter, speakers, lunch, informational tables, and more. Make sure you wear red. Bring banners, posters, staffs, drums, and rattles. Uh, This is a march for missing and murdered Indigenous women, girls, boys, LGBTQ+, two-spirit, and transgender relatives. Um, This is always a really powerful event, and you will see... um, members of Native Roots Radio down there uh, tomorrow, um, you know, in support and uh, talking to people about it, because I know this event is always one that, um, you know, touches my heart. They, They have a moment where they always ask people to call out the names of the relatives that they know that are still missing. And, um, I don't think there's a single person in the crowd that doesn't know somebody um, by name that they uh, are missing. So in Duluth uh, tomorrow from 12 to 5 p.m. is the 8th annual Memorial March for Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women and Relatives. And that is put on by uh, ICHO, the American Indian Community Housing Organization. And uh, they are leaving from the Robert Paulus Cultural Center at the American Indian Community Housing Organization on West 2nd Street in Duluth. um, for the march, uh, it looks like they're leaving for the march uh, starting at 2.30 p.m. Prior to that, uh, from uh, 12 to 2.30, they're going to have um, shawl or red shawl round dance, jingle dresses, hand drums and singers, uh, calls to action from MMIWR family, speakers and community leaders, um, the Twin Ports City Proclamation, and more. Um, the opening ceremony is handled by Rick Defoe, and they'll be doing an honor song as well. And they're marching uh, from 2.30 p.m. Um, through downtown Duluth, and there's a car caravan supporting the march. And it looks like the march winds up uh, closing near the Duluth area YMCA, where there'll be a light meal and a closing ceremony. And then in Bemidji, there's going to be a Missing and Murdered Indigenous Relatives March um, from, I am just making sure I have my event information. Um and it looks like they'll be meeting at the Paul and Babe um, in Bemidji. And make sure you reach out to MMIW218 uh, for more information on that rally. But if you are listening and you're a national uh, person that's listening outside of the state of Minnesota, this is a national uh, day of action and remembrance. So it's usually pretty easy if you um, you know search MMIW, MMIWR, 
in your area uh, to find events and those types of things that are happening. I also want to um, let you know that the following day is going to be the Rise and Repair Rally at the Minnesota State Capitol. So that's February 15th. Uh, the Rise and Repair Rally is going to be at the Minnesota State Capitol in St. Paul. And uh, it starts at 11 a.m. February 15th. And you can get all the details at riseandrepair.com. But the rally is for Indigenous rights and climate justice. That's treaty rights and climate justice. And then MN350, uh, which this portion of the show is brought to you by, is hosting caucus training in Minneapolis. Uh, the first training was tonight uh, from 6.30 to 8.30 p.m. Um, and you can find out their um, event info down on the mn350action.org website. Um, but they're also doing a policy action team meetings and uh, people's climate equity and public launch at City Hall, clean transportation team meetings and more. Make sure you head on over to mn350action.org slash events or click on the events tab at mn350action.org. And you can find out about the great events that MN350 is hosting uh, to get people in uh, Minneapolis and the Twin Cities and Minnesota uh, rallied up and get Minnesotans um, affordable, uh, sustainable options uh, for transportation and in the legislature. Um, in Minneapolis, uh, every city council member this fall in Minneapolis is going to be up for re-election. So uh, now, is, more than ever, as MN350 says, uh, it's the time to get involved with politics and uh, to make sure that you have a seat at that table of politics. Another event that I want to talk about, or I guess it's not quite an event, uh, but it is something from the Minnesota State Arts Board. Uh, the Minnesota State Arts Board has now announced grant programs for the fiscal year 2024. Um, this is in addition to the operating support program that was launched earlier, but there's going to be five project grant programs that will be offered. Accessible arts, arts education, arts experiences, creative individuals, and cultural expression. You can find more information about eligibility and more on those grants and the application deadlines at arts.state.mn.us. And this is a really, really great program. And I do know that um, if you're in the Duluth area and you're familiar with Miri Villiard, uh, they do have some time uh, to help folks with this grant. So if you're an Indigenous or an ally artist uh, looking for some help to keep in your craft, um, check out the Minnesota State Arts Board Grant Options for 2024 at arts.state.mn.us. Uh, another one for our artist friends that I wanted to talk about, this is a virtual event and it's actually being launched out of Austin, Texas, but um, it is the Native Children's and Ya or Young Adults uh, Writing Intensive. Um, and it's an, an opportunity for reflection, conversation, celebration, and manuscript and career development to Native and First Nation writers. Um, it is Thursday, June 8th, 2023 through Sunday, June 11th, 2023. Everything will be in a virtual format. Uh, there's a $100 registration cost, but proceeds from that program are, are to support future Native writing intensives. And there are registration scholarships available. Um, most participants are going to receive scholarship support. And uh, there's lodging available if you want to go in person. And applications are being reviewed beginning February 6th. So uh, make sure you contact info at diversebooks.org or go to diversebooks.org for more information. So you're listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. This is Ogama Ganuakwe standing in uh, just doing the ins and outs today for Robert Pilot. Up next, we're going to have Robert Pilot with a wonderful interview uh, with uh, Mr. Uh, Stephen Montre, who is an LADC and lead counselor at the Native American High Intensity Outpatient Program at Nivon Wellness. So stay tuned for that. You're listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake. Stay tuned. <laughs> Hi, 
If the statistics say that one in three Native women and one in six Native men have experienced sexual assault in their lifetime, it means our whole community is affected by sexual violence. One is too many. Don't stand by, stand up. Don't engage in acts of sexual violence and shut down the dirty jokes, the gossip, the victim blaming and shaming. As a community, we can change the way we respond. Contact the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition to attend a workshop to learn more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Hi, I'm Peter Solak. And I'm Adam Ostrowski. We are here at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces to talk about the joy of live fire cooking. Cooking over a live fire is the oldest and most basic form of cooking. What's new is in the way a fire is handled and its heat is managed. It's easier to experience and enjoy the smell and taste of food cooked over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces sells and installs live fire grills, fire pits, and ovens. Let us help you experience the smell, the taste, the fun of cooking with fire. Pizza was first made and is still best made in an open fire oven. The radiant and conductive heat of a live fire is unmatched for wood roasting and baking artisan breads, too. Come see the many ways you can cook over a live fire. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces has over 35 working wood and gas units on display at the corner of East Franklin and Riverside Avenue in Minneapolis. More information at woodlandstoves.com. Find the fire that works for you. Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, out of the ordinary products and services since 1977. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Wow, I am really excited uh, to have this guest on, and I've watched this uh, person, this man, uh, walk in the community in such a good way and um, i'm really excited to have steven on steven montre uh steven welcome to native roots radio presents i'm awake and i'm really excited to have you on and talk about nivon wellness but first before we get into that i'd just like to little know a little bit about you and uh welcome by the way yeah thank you um well i'm lakota i'm enrolled in cheyenne river sioux tribe uh, I'm a descendant of White Earth. That's where my father was from. My mother's from uh, Shine River. Um, I, I spent time as a kid on Standing Rock Reservation before my mom moved us up to Minneapolis. Um, I've got a couple of degrees. One's addiction and one's a trauma-based multicultural addiction. Um, in the community, I'm a sun dancer uh, for the Thunderbird Lodge of Turtle Mountain. Um, I carry pipes for both. I carry a Lakota pipe and a Ojibwe pipe. Um, I practice both. I know there's a lot of different opinions about that, but I do. I just follow my teachers, and um, I carry names for both. And uh, I'm very strong in both communities, but I'm very open to all communities. Um, There's no difference between me, you, uh, Ho-Chunks, or the Navajos, or the Shoshone. And I do everything I can just for uh, the indigenous people. Um, actually, on a path in my life, um, I just followed the path. I had no idea that I would end up here doing what I do. And I've been pushed forward to where I have enough courage to walk up to a man that I respect in the community, that I know does good work in the community like yourself, and just say, hey, I'm doing something, and I think it makes a difference. And I think it'd be real important for it if I uh, was able to have a conversation with you about it. Yeah, well, we're having a conversation all over Turtle Island here. We're, as you know, we're on Facebook Live, YouTube, and uh, over uh, Civic Media Network, and also, of course, here in the Twin Cities. But we we reach far and far and beyond. And you know, my job, uh, Stephen, is to like really uh, uh, amplify great work like what you're doing for our people. And you know, we talked a little bit before the show, and I'm really excited to get going on here and talk about. Uh, Navon Wellness, because uh, 
we know, and a lot of people know, and then our white allies may not know this, that we're in an epidemic here in uh, in Native country with uh, the drugs and, of course, the alcohol and uh, things like that that aren't our way and weren't our way. And um, we're in an epidemic, and I think a lot of times what's happened, Stephen, over these past three years is we've been really inundated, which we should be, with COVID. But in the background, we have... Uh, the addiction doing push-ups in the parking lot and getting stronger and and um so your work is so so important let's talk a little bit about what you do uh, um at nevon wellness and uh, again we talked a little bit before the show and i'm really excited to amplify this and get uh, get a little deeper on a few things i have a few questions about uh what's going on but t- talk about your program um and who's who can come in and uh what's available for our our uh, people so um anyone it's all native pacific so anybody that's native can come to our program it doesn't matter where you're from uh nicole's actually uh reached out bought a bus ticket for a man who came up from uh, uh like arkansas alabama and uh i get a lot of people i i do some uh work with keystone i i partnered with them early on down in uh, you know, South Dakota, Canton, and um, yeah, anywhere. I get everybody, all the tribes here in Minnesota. I've got multiple people from everywhere, from, you know, uh, Red Cliff, uh, you know. Uh, so anywhere, North Dakota, South Dakota, Wisconsin, Texas, bring them, we'll take them. Um, just grateful to uh, have a place for them to go that's safe, um, where they can deal with the things that are holding them back from finding that life they're supposed to have. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's not a, a, a per se uh, traditional 12 step or it it is or can be. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what you have to offer? Because I think this is really interesting. Yeah. So uh, my approach, see, I've been doing this a long time. I'm a 12 step big book thumping sponsorship talking guy for my own recovery. Right. But I, I, I've come to know that there are a thousand ways to get sober. And uh, you have to be open to that, especially in our community, because uh, there's a lot of pushback on anything that seems organized. And so whatever people can put together, stitch together, that supports the recovery and makes it more important. Oftentimes we talk about family. Uh, The whole idea is, um, for me, I I built it around the idea that uh, we face our uh, historical trauma. I talk in real ways about that. I'm like 1%. 100 percent real about that i talk about our own trauma uh it's a place for us to start talking about that and a lot of treatments don't want to do that because that's opening up a can of worms we're a four-month treatment you have time to work on this stuff and so i open people up and they talk about they reveal a lot of things i just recently had a 68 year old grandmother who went back up to a res and um she's spilled the beans on the trauma she's carried since she was a little girl and it's just a safe place to do that and once that works then people can find that uh, cultural identity they can reconnect to culture and then reconnect to ceremonies and reconnect to those things that support them as a human being and what i do is i motivate people to realize that they're the next leaders in our community Uh, our leaders aren't going to come from uh, edina they're going to come from franklin avenue and Mm -hmm. it's really important that um, we approach it that way because, you know, uh, just a little less than 15 years ago, I had two garbage bags of clothes and I'm sleeping in my brother's unfinished basement on a bed that a guy who said he'd be my sponsor borrowed me. So, mm-hmm. um, there's an opportunity here for everyone to be a leader in our community. And I can tell you that people have gone back to be foster parents. I can tell you that there are multiple, uh, clients of mine, family, family, my relations that are out there now going to college. Uh, young men teaching Dakota or teaching drum uh, for Mille Lacs, so those kind of things. That's whatever yeah. it takes. That's awesome. So let's just back up a, uh, a little bit here, and I'm with Stephen Montre, a Native American uh, a lead counselor with the Native American High Intensity Outpatient uh, Program through Nevon Wellness. And so, uh, if I was to be a, a client per se, or uh, what what is the process? Is it uh, insurance based? Uh, Rule twenty five. Uh, how do how would I get in this? And it is an outpatient program too that uh, transitions into outpatient with possible housing. So, how would I get in 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 
rolled. Okay, so all you do is you call our admin. Um, I think I gave you that card, right? I can grab one of mine and tell you what yeah. the is. I, right? I, can put it I have the I have the office number in six one two. Yeah, yeah, uh, five six four eight zero seven three. That's six one two five six four eight zero seven three. And Ogama will put the number up too, uh, and we'll we'll bring that number up again. So what, what, again, what's the process here? So you give a call to admin and we take everybody. So it doesn't matter uh, what your situation is, we'll make it work for you. Uh, once you come, we'll ask you to bring all your stuff with you because a lot of our people actually come from the street or homeless shelters and such. And then uh, that same day, we will put you into one of the sober houses. We have one for men and one for women. Um, so... It's a safe place to stay. It's a sober place to stay. And, and they're separate from the treatment. And so that other piece I think is really uh, important with natives is uh, that independence, that give them the decision to make. Let it be open-ended. So um, the way we have the houses set up, people are left, you know, the first two weeks they're going to be on, re on restriction just because we want them to just get comfortable with staying in their own skin. That doesn't mean they can't leave. That just means I'm going to have to see you go with a higher phase client in the program if you want to go out into the community. Like I had a lot of them over at the powwow yesterday. Cool. And, uh, you know, we have curfews and everything, but they're all running late. Anytime it comes to ceremony or anytime it comes to family, um, as I said, Dr. Nicole Billingsley, is, she has a lot of rules. She has a women's program, a men's program, an LGBTQIA program. Uh, but she's given me the, the say over my program. And so I let clients go and uh, go to those family funerals. I, I, I go out on my way to say, you know, I know curfews at this time, but they have a ceremony going on. And when that ceremony's done, then they'll be back at the house, that kind of stuff. Because I have house managers at the houses. So, yeah. Yeah. So I get into your program and then it, it's outpatient. So is it a five, seven day a week? Uh, is it a hourly? Is Am I sitting in a group or am I going one-on-one -on -one with you, Stephen? How does that work? So it's uh, 28 hours a week. It's a four-day treatment, seven hours a day. Uh, you, you have Friday, Saturday, and Sunday off, Monday through Thursday. Mm -hmm. Um one of the hours every week will be spent uh, with your primary counselor, which I'm one. Uh, you know, um, I have a men's and a women's counselor that work under me because I do a combined group that's all cultural, and it's about the historical and intergenerational trauma. They do basic treatment with, like, coping skills, relapse prevention, those kind of things. Um, it'll be seven hours a day. We feed you lunch while you're there. Um, we help you get all the... Uh, Anonymities you'll need to live in the house to take care of yourself. Um, yeah, so basically there's a lot of free time to make a lot of decisions. And, mm -hmm. you know, clients are making really good decisions in our program right now. And so, yeah. So it must be a just amazing thing. And we, we got less than a minute here in this in this segment. But it must be an amazing thing when you, when you talk about the trauma and people relate and light bulbs go off. Uh, that, you know, um, because we're unique, but we're not unique in a lot of ways. And uh, trauma, I think, uh, really is, you know, in our DNA now, too. And uh, yeah. we're, it's really deep, Stephen. Yeah. You know, when you talk about that trauma, I think about my mother who went to boarding schools. Uh, I think about my father, who was a Korean War hero, but wasn't allowed to rent an apartment in Minnesota because he was Indian. You know, those kind of things. So, Right. Hey, let's take a quick break here. I'm with Stephen Monterey, and we are talking about uh, Nevon Wellness, and really we're talking about cultural recovery, and I'm really excited to, to talk more about it. We'll be right back after this short break. Please stay with us. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. 
Boost your immunity and help protect your community. COVID-19 is still here, but it's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help build protection that has decreased since your last shot and provide better protection against newer variants. Boosters are an important part of protecting yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Let Next Chapter Booksellers help you find the perfect Valentine's Day gift for your significant other. After all, books last longer than flowers and are better for you than chocolate. The friendly staff at Next Chapter Booksellers are great at making personal recommendations, no matter the taste of your special someone. Plus, they have beautiful cards to add a little something to your gift. So sweeten this year's Valentine's Day with something thoughtful from Next Chapter Booksellers, off Snelling and Grand in St. Paul. More at nextchapterbooksellers.com. Turn to Auto Technical with your vehicle donation. We have families waiting for a car. You know, over 85% of unemployed are successful in finding and keeping a job if they have dependable transportation. A car plus a job equals a life changed. 612-919-5526. We have families waiting for a car. 919-5526 or autotech.org. Hey, it's Patrick. February is the month for love, but when was the last time you gave your carpet the love and attention it really deserves? If your carpet hasn't been professionally cleaned, you are breathing unhealthy levels of nasty dirt, dander, bacteria, and germs that keep recirculating again and again. And what's worse, you're going to be stuck inside breathing that nasty stuff for months. Lucky for you, Zero Res is going to spread the love for you and your home with their Love Your Rug special. Get three rooms zero resified from the Twin Cities' number one carpet cleaner starting at just 119 bucks. Plus, this month only, they are throwing in a free hallway to sweeten the deal. But hurry, this deal won't last long. And because love has no limits, Zero Rest is going to take 75 bucks off your air duct cleaning. You owe it to yourself and your family to breathe healthy, happy, and clean. Call Zero Res right now, 952-ZERO-RES, or go online at ZeroResMinnesota.com and say you want the AM950 special. Zero Res. With a look at your AM950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Cloudy tonight with a low of 34, then rain expected Tuesday with a high of 40. This is Angela Warner with Warner Stallion. If you've got a broken appliance or one you wish would break, don't settle for poor selection and don't pay a penny more than you should. Warner Stallion has thousands of in-stock appliances. Shop now at warnerstallion.com. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. Hey, we're here with Stephen Montre, and he's the lead counselor, uh, one of the lead counselors at Nevon Wellness, and I know you're the lead counselor of the Native American High in- Intensity Output uh, treat, Outpatient Treatment. So, hey, really excited to have you on here Um uh, as people probably know, I've celebrated uh, 38 years in November of being clean and sober. And, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about, too, Stephen, which is excites me is I, one of the one of the traditions of one of those 12 step programs is that we have no opinion on outside matters. And and I, I try to live my life that way. And, and it's good because there's not just one way to sober up, as we were talking about. Absolutely. And welcome back. So, hey, let's let's talk a little bit. Okay, we got the program here. We have four months, people transitioning to housing and also some uh, more treatment and groups. Um, Let's talk about some of the the, uh, people that have really uh, 
shined and, and really grabbed onto this program and are doing good things. Uh, when the light bulb goes off uh, for people, it goes off, you know, and uh, so it, it's exciting. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, you have you have people come in and they're hopeless. They're feeling uh, hopeless and they don't know what to do. And then a miracle happens. The creator blesses us and we, we find out who we, we are. And uh, uh, we go back to our ways, like sweating. How does that work? How, how do, do people ask you, hey, is there a sweat going on around somewhere? Or, or do you guys facilitate a sweat? Um, I tried that in the beginning and, and multiple people would sign up and not show up. And so what I've done is gone out to the community and partner with a lot of people I know and just let them know that I'll be having clients come by. Uh, everything from full moon ceremonies to cedar ceremonies, uh, sweat lodge ceremonies. Um, I can connect you to um, Sundance leaders if you want a Sundance. Um, shake tent. Um, all of it. And um, I, I just know a lot of people in the community. I've been doing this a long time. And I've been pretty blessed to stay in the background. And now they put me out front. So I'm doing the best I can with that. Uh, but, I, you know, Cheryl Whitehawk, uh, I've, I've done ceremony with Marlon Farley and clients when I was up at, uh, you know, uh, Douglas Place in East Grand Forks. I've, uh, you know, Cheryl's named all my sisters, but I worked with Cheryl. I worked with Marlon. Um, I, I've been involved with um, the likes of uh, Linda Eagle Speaker. And, um, you know, there's just a lot of great teachers, you know, uh, you know Ray, Ray Owen. I, I've sat and done ceremony with uh Jerry Dearly, uh, Joel Fairbanks, and uh, just I, I just paid attention, and then I and, and then I discovered that um, um, if I could put out something that was independent of all thought about what treatment is um, for Native Americans specifically, and then connect culture and ceremony to them, um, what I can tell you is I went to fourteen failed treatments, mm. and until I. Uh, paired the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous uh, with native ceremonies uh, and native traditions and, and walking in that way, I could not stay sober. And my brother has been 35 years sober and he was a Sundancer for like 20 years. He Sundances out in Rosebud. Mm -hmm. um, and um, he basically just took me under his wing and, you know, he said, you know, uh, this is how you do a firekeeper. And I did that for years. And this is how you do this. And this is how you do that. And my life changed. I'm still sober, you know, and I came from a guy with, uh, you know, a 10th grade education, a GD, and uh, my life changed. And mm -hmm. I'm very passionate. It's the only thing I've ever known that I was supposed to do. And I wake up every day grateful that I get an opportunity to help our people because, and you're right, what you were saying earlier, the thing that um, strikes me every day is that we're at war with that opiates, with that fentanyl, with the methamphetamines and the alcohol are still taking them out in North Dakota, South Dakota. And here it's the fentanyl. It's just crazy. I mean, uh, August 10th of this year was one of the hardest days I had. My 32-year-old nephew OD'd and died mm. of fentanyl. And so it affects our community, and, it's, and we're just one step away from that affecting us directly in our community because we're so small. Wow, you, it's a good point there, and and how you help uh, these people recover is, you is is the spiritual. You know, they talk about the spiritual aspect. There's no other aspect to it, and I think our spirituality and our relationship with Mother Earth and Father Sky is so important to get back to, right, Stephen? That's absolutely true. Um, so. Every day, you know, we have everything from uh, we smudge, uh, we do talking circles. I've done a pipe ceremony. Uh, we've done a couple of wiping ceremonies. Um, I've had a client who brought a ceremony that he was taught that he shared with the rest of the clients. I have uh, clients that have taught drums. I had, uh, if you look up the Navon Wellness uh, website, um, you will hear the uh, na uh, the native clients. Uh, they made a song. Uh, for Navon Wellness Native American program. So, and it's an Ojibwe. And so like that, and I have them teach each other. I have them teach each other beadwork. I have them work together as a community. And they're one big family. And there's just something very powerful about a room full of natives uh, 
uh, focused on the same direction. It, it's very powerful. And every day, you know, I get to see things that I think are a miracle from grandmas who find their way to deal with their trauma uh, to young men who had no hope and were suicidal and now they're in college to women who have lost their children and have court dates in three different counties now have their children back. And so I, I believe in what I say because I had nothing and I didn't think I deserved more than I had. And I, I teach with a passion because I, I, I have my life as the example and I teach in a native way where it's all oral. I, I'm not a big assignment guy. Um, I, I'm more about let's have a conversation about that. Let's talk about that. And, um, you know, clients just seem to be finding their way out. And I have so many connections for them in the community. I never stop. You know, every time you see me at a powwow, I'm leaving with a bag full of stuff. And I'm taping it up everywhere I can. And I'm, I'm referring them everywhere I can. So, Wow. It, it's totally exciting. And I, I was just jumping on your website, too. Uh, you have a, a, a big staff. Uh, it looks like a nice size staff. And um, how, I have a question too. How could somebody like me that's, uh, or anybody out there join in or uh, support? Or what are, uh, not, I don't want to use the word outsiders, but supporters. How can we support you and also uh, join in, in in a good way? Well, you know, um, contact us and tell it. Tell, you tell us what you can do for us, you know, tell us the opportunities you have for my clients. And, you know, I get a lot, I, you know, I have clients in like Malax, uh, what is it, the WEX program, uh, things like that. So I'm always going out to the community myself, having conversations. I always make sure to uh, reach out my hand and say, hi, listen, we're doing some things over here. And, you know, I know you do those things over there and I think they're going to help her. The American Indian Family Center, I right. mean, they're so helpful and, you know, and there's all these tricky things with insurances and stuff like that all the time. I can find, I can match a person with what they need. I don't care what it is. I'll find it. Right. And I, I and I expect the same from my staff. And the other thing is the housing is safe and that's a key and component to everything. We will not put people to the street. We will not. Uh, it doesn't matter if they're having problems or relapsing, anything like that. I will send them to a higher level of care. If a person goes back to the street, they chose to. Um, but I will send them to a higher level of care. I will make sure they have a bed and a safe place to go to before they leave. And that's really, really important to me because I think that's the place that all of our treatments, not just Native, but all of them in the state of Minnesota fail. You're done with treatment, now figure it out, and people just fall through the cracks. Wow. Hey, let's give out the website again, www.nivon wc.com and also the phone number 612-564-8073 that's 612-564-8073 we got a couple more minutes here and i'm excited and uh th this is uh, this is what our community needs and i think i'm excited to have you on and and talk about this because frankly i didn't know much about this yeah I'm, we're Facebook friends and we see each other in the community, but I'm, I'm really glad that we uh, have you on and we, we've reached out uh, or you've reached out and, uh, and, and you're spending some time with our, our community all over Turtle Island here to speak your truth. And, and, you know, I've learned you have to give it away to keep it. And that sounds like what you're doing, Stephen. Absolutely. Best I can. You know, I have a lot of good teachers and, you know, I know that I get things 10, 10 times, 10 folds back every time I put it out there. So uh, and can I just real quick, you know, Navon has a lot of things. A lot of my native clients, some aren't ready to be around a lot of other natives. That's part of the trauma. Mm -hmm. and so I have a women's program, a men's program, and an LBGGQIA program for two spirits, that kind of thing. And so mm -hmm. I want to be able to give that shout out to Navon because um, it's a wonderful program. Um, we have a noted author in recovery and trauma who runs the uh, LBGTQIA program, you know, and everybody is uh, well-skilled because we're trauma-focused. A lot of people talk about trauma-informed. They talk about trauma-based. We're a trauma-focused treatment that goes right after it. So. Right. In my years in recovery, Stephen, that makes so much sense because I feel like 
um, people that have uh, trouble staying sober, there's something eating their lunch and that they're not able to talk about. And there's a, maybe one thing or 10 things that are so hard and so uh, trauma-filled that they can't talk about it. So to have a, a venue like you're offering is so, so important. Absolutely. You know, I want to, um, you know, hit on the fact that, you know, if people, we have trauma-focused uh, uh, therapists. We, we do EMDR therapy. We do art therapy that goes specifically after trauma that's set up for people, you know, from, you know, sex workers to childhood abuse uh, to neglect to adoptions, all the things that especially affect Native country. And uh, we go right after that. We have conversations about that. We'll put you in a room with a person that's specifically trained for that. And we also have a doctor that prescribes medications and uh, we'll do medication management with you. We do SWAC, we do Suboxone, we accept methadone. So we're wide open to just bring, bring yourself to the show and we'll see what we can do to help you. Wow, thank you so, so much for stopping in. And we, we really need to talk about this more and have you on again. Uh, I think we're just talking about the, the uh, point of the iceberg there. There's a lot to talk about. Thank you, Stephen. Again, Stephen Montre with Navon Wellness. He's the lead counsel, Native American high-intensity outpatient counselor. We'll be right back after the short break. Please stay with us. Ho Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Hi, this is Kirk Dogwell with the House Geeks and host of the Twin Cities Real Estate Show here on AM 950. Why do our listings sell for 9% more than our competition? Because we not only know how to market houses, we know our local market and how to leverage it. If you're thinking of selling and would like not just a market analysis, but a House Geeks total market overview, then give me a call at 651-303-0019 or find me online at housegeeks.com. Eat Local Minnesota is a great way to find locally owned Minnesota restaurants and food purveyors. You'll find high quality food and unique eating experiences with dishes from around the world. Just visit eatlocalminnesota.com for your next meal. Come visit the award-winning Hazel's Northeast in Minneapolis for breakfast, lunch, dinner, or weekend brunch. For breakfast, try the slow-cooked brisket hash, hippie cakes, and meat waffle. While for lunch, enjoy favorites like the buttermilk fried chicken sandwich or veggie burger. Hazel's is open Tuesdays through Saturdays, 8 to 8, with a Sunday brunch from 8 to 2. Located off 29th and Johnson in Northeast Minneapolis. More at hazelsne2go.com. If you're craving barbecue, then don't drive too fast or you will miss Scott Jamama's Hot Barbecue, located at 3 West Diamond Lake Road in Minneapolis. Scott Jamama's offers mouth-watering baby back ribs, grilled chicken, and half-pound pulled pork sandwiches. The potato salad, spicy baked beans, and twice-baked potatoes should not be missed. More details at scottjamamas.com. Hi, this is Representative Sharice Davids from Kansas. I'm Ho-Chunk, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. Hey, everybody. This is Ogama Kanuakwe standing in for Robert Pilot. I'm here with Zoe Allen, and I want to let you know this portion of the show is brought to you by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. <laughs> Thank you for not making me howl on my own, Zoe. It has happened in the past, and it's it's the saddest thing you'll ever hear is one person howling on the radio by themselves. Um, tonight, we have a special re-air of a special update that the Lieutenant Governor of Minnesota, Peggy Flanagan of the White Earth Nation, uh, gave us last Friday. Uh, so without further ado, we're going to roll her uh, legislative update. Buju, this is Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan, and I'm joining Native Roots Radio with an update from the Walls Flanagan administration. 
The legislative session has continued to be extraordinarily productive as our partners in the legislature continue to send bills to the governor's desk for his signature, including the Crown Act, which prohibits racial discrimination based on natural hair texture and hairstyles, the 2040 plan to get Minnesota to 100% clean energy by 2040, and the PRO Act, which establishes the fundamental right to reproductive freedom, including the right to an abortion in state law. And I can't tell you how powerful it was to have my daughter by my side as Governor Wall signed the PRO Act, knowing how many folks had come before her who have fought for her right to sovereignty over her own body. We will continue to fight to ensure that we can make our own decisions regarding how and when and if to start a family. And for Native women, for women of color, uh, for the LGBTQ plus community, for Minnesotans who live in rural communities, and also for our neighbors in surrounding states, we want to make sure that people can continue to access abortion care. I heard from my friend Hillary before we signed the bill. Uh, she lives in North Dakota, and she talked about how meaningful it is to ensure that Native people from North Dakota can continue to come to Minnesota to get the care that they need. So we're not done fighting until every single place in this country, people can make their own decisions about their bodies. But it was a powerful day, and it was a good day. And we will continue working towards good stuff for all people in Minnesota. Last time, uh, I shared the highlights from our full budget rollout, where we are focused on making Minnesota the best state for kids and families in the country, investing in our climate and economic future, protecting the health and safety of everyone in Minnesota, and creating strong jobs and infrastructure across the state. Throughout our administration, the governor and I are committed to strengthening the government-to-government -government relationship and building meaningful relationships with tribal communities, urban and rural, and all of whom are impacted by the decisions we make, and that also includes, of course, in our budget. So today I'm going to dive in on some of those budget items focused on those communities. Part of making Minnesota the best place for kids to grow up is investing in world-class education for every child. And it makes a difference when children can see themselves reflected in their classrooms and their curriculum. So we're investing in increasing the base funding for American Indian education aid to improve academic outcomes and meet the needs of Native students. We're offering Native language revitalization grants to school districts to offer instruction in Dakota and Ojibwe and other Indigenous languages so that students can stay connected to their identity and to their culture, and creating the Minnesota American Indian Scholars Program to provide uh, tuition support and free pathways for Native students through their undergraduate education. It's really exciting. And we know that housing is a foundation for health, safety, and growth, but for far too many of our relatives who are experiencing homelessness and housing instability. That's why our historic housing budget includes $44 million directly to Minnesota's 11 sovereign nations to address their urgent housing needs, $100 million to preserve and rehabilitate existing housing so that it can remain affordable, $128 million in down payment assistance and closing costs assistance to help more Minnesotans become homeowners, and resources to help connect our relatives experiencing homelessness with shelter and resources, as well as working to prevent homelessness in the first place. And while addiction has touched every part of our state, addiction has touched most families, including mine, the opioid crisis has disproportionately impacted our Native communities, so we are focused on investments to expedite access to behavioral health services and targeted investments to reduce disparities for opioid use disorders. And we're also working to add traditional healing grants into ongoing base funding and grants to recruit and train more Indigenous people and Native people and people of color to become mental health professionals and licensed alcohol and drug counselors. We're also proud to be the first state to create a missing and murdered Indigenous relatives office, but the work didn't stop there. We are now working to add resources to that office to add staff and expand their capacity, as well as creating an advisory board to help direct their work. 
you know, this is, it's a lot, but this is the budget that I've been working towards my entire career. And it is because of the voices of the community that we are able to do this good work. So stay tuned for the February forecast where we will get an update on the state surplus and release our revised budget proposal. And then the real work begins. Gichimi Gwich, Pina Gigi, and back to you. Wow, that was Minnesota State Lieutenant Governor uh, Peggy Flanagan from the White Earth Nation, and she had all the updates. I'm glad we made time to air this twice because I just think that there's so much that she covered and so much that can be talked about. Um, Zoe, what are you most excited about in that long list of awesome things? Um, well, for one, because it was a lot, um, I think the Crown Act is really important part Um piece of legislation that's coming forward um honestly everyone should feel safe at work and like they can express themselves and not have to worry about any retaliation or anything coming from um their superiors over something as simple as their hair um but a lot of agencies are like at will employers and can you know take action against an employee for almost anything and so i think it's really great that um, the lieutenant governor and um, Walls are focusing on that and highlighting that because it is important. Um, but yeah, what about you? Oh gosh, I, there's so many things. I, I know initially um, when we heard this update, I was really excited about um, the, you know, making Minnesota one of the best places to raise a family because I have a family. Um, but I'm also really excited about the PRO Act. And I, I say that I probably stand with Peggy Flanagan when she said, you know, hearing about that being signed or being there with, with it being signed with her daughter near her. I mean, that's mm -hmm. exactly how I felt. I, I have a daughter who's going to be 10 this year. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't think she really understands the full um, scope of what's happening, you know, with the PRO Act, but I think she also understands that um, there's a lot of things that uh, the people that are, kind of in control of her life are, are doing that uh, she may or may not agree with as she gets older. And it's really exciting to see that Minnesota is willing to take those steps to make sure that um, her rights are protected before she even fully understands her rights. Um, and the other thing that I'm really excited about is that uh, new legislation to help with uh, Indian education in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. Uh, that is really sorely needed, especially in the K through uh, five realm. Um, I know that, you know, education about the history of Native people is, is usually covered in about the sixth grade social studies, because that's when they learn the history of Minnesota here in the state. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, Native history is really easy to work in there. But I, I think that there needs to be more support for teachers um, in that K through five range. Uh, I have a fourth grader and we, we've dealt with that a little bit this year, so... A lot of really good and exciting things uh, coming in from the lieutenant governor. Yeah, um, yeah, that was really exciting here. And that was a really great interview, too, with Nivon. I really hope we can have them on again soon because I want to hear even more about their programming. Yes, their work sounds amazing. Uh, one more time for those of you who were tuning in who might be in the Twin Cities area, if you need support uh, for homelessness or for uh, drug and alcohol treatment, uh, you can contact Nivon Wellness at 612-564-8073. You've been listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. This is Okamaganuakwe here with Zoe Allen. Thank you for tuning in and uh, make sure to resist, divest, join a group and run for office. We'll be back tomorrow. Hey.